well, if you just turn against Trump, things will be better. But he was doing good, and that what makes it so bad. Oh, and that's what makes it so bad. If he'd have been a piece of crap from the beginning, it would be so bad. But we made so many sacrifices, and now he's crapping all over us. It makes me sick. I, the Prince of Podcasting, the Bipolar Rock and Roller, the Sultan of Sanus, the Godfather of Gaish. The King of Podcasts, are none higher, suckering other podcasters into calling me sire. And I'm here, of course, with my heterosexual life mate, Sentient Mountain White Samoan, Albino Grizzly. <laughs> it could go Albino Grizzly. Or albino gorilla, vanilla gorilla, vanilla gorilla, albino grizzly sounds good. Yeah, of course that's old Chucky Tater Sacks over there, the first black man to ever ice skate backwards on the Kanawal River. So, fuck you, other black people. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that'll do since with that. Since you're a black person, <laughs> you were you transitioned. I did transracial. You, you figured you'd try out some of this privilege we got over here, huh? Well, I'm a pen pause with Rachel Dolezal, whatever mm, the fuck her name is. It's Dolezal. Okay. It's Dolezal. 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 Really get that E in there. <laughs> uh, didn't you put out a calendar as a black woman? Mm. You know, whenever that came out, she had a calendar, I really wanted to talk about that. <laughs> and I forgot. Yeah. And now that... We're five months. It's just not relevant year. anymore. It's just not relevant. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, that calendar was hilarious. <laughs> There's a fucking. I want, it, I want it to be filled with stereotypes. Mm. Just her wearing dashikis. And <laughs> <laughs> like the most offensive stereotypes there are. Watermelon. Yeah, a watermelon fat. <laughs> she just doesn't understand what stereotypes are. And everybody's pissed off and she doesn't get it because she's so crazy she thinks she's black. Well, her son is half black, I think. Well, that's fine. I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah. No, but there's like a documentary coming out about her. Mm hmm. And um, half of the documentary is her son's like, why are you doing this? Why? Why? Yeah. You know, I have to deal with this. It's right. Cool, right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, baby, don't you worry. Everything's going to be fine. I'm like, oh, she, my God. She talks like oh, that. Oh, the affectation. Not that bad. Oh, God. I affected it a little bit more than she does. But You still. made it sound like the, the, <laughs> she was you made it sound like the fucking maid on Tom and Jerry cartoons. <laughs> they got banned. <laughs> That's news, though. Uh, Warner Brothers has now re-released those cartoons and without changes and put a disclaimer on it saying these, these cartoons are, are a reflection of the time they were in. And uh, – we do not approve of this, but this is what it is, and yeah. I think that's brave. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what, especially the, in today's climate. I mean, you've you've watched the uh, the old wrestling with me. They yeah, put, they put disclaimers before that. Oh, racial disclaimers. Well, just like this, this is a product. It basically says it's a product of his time, right? We haven't changed anything. Who's the most racist old time wrestler? Let's get into that for a second. Well, in the South, they had. Wrestlers coming out as KKK members. They did not, did yeah, they? Yeah, to get heat, yeah. 
in like the black neighborhoods. Oh my god! Like, yeah, to get heat. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and those guys were probably racist. But um, uh oh, coming to the ring with his manager, the Grand Wizard, <laughs> Lanny Lyncher, <laughs> Lin- Lanny the Lyncher. Yeah. He's got a, ha- a new. Well, what would their their uh, what would their team be? Their uh, their the faction, the Klansmen. The Klansmen. Yeah, it's simple. Yeah, well, yeah, it's old. I want something more, 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 more joie de vivre. You don't want to be so more so on the nose with right, it, yeah. Something. It's wrestling. It's yeah, got to be on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Everything needs to be on the nose. We don't want these people to understand what's going. We don't on. want. We don't want any inferences made. No, we we got to no. make it straight. We definitely out. want them to know exactly. We got to slap them right for. in the face with that scaled fish, especially in the seventies <laughs> and eighties. Yeah. yeah, there you here. Have, have, here's a Klansman coming out for all you black folks to boo. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have Bobo Brazil beat the okay, shit out of Okay, but okay, but let's talk about the most unintentional funny black moments when Ric Flair <laughs> was talking shit about Herschel Walker. All you little black kids out there, <laughs> yeah. I'm the world champ, <laughs> not Herschel Walker. <laughs> like, yeah, Ric Flair, I mean, his character could have beat Herschel Walker in a 40-yard dash. His character. His character, yeah. Not Ric Flair himself. No, not Ric Flair. He had all the confidence in the world, that character of his. God, it would have been like uh, Stallone beating uh, Carl Weathers in uh, <laughs> Rocky Two. You could three. see it. You couldn't see it, but they had, should I run backwards? Should I? At one point, did you see what he did? Yeah. they <laughs> Stallone got that white guy face when he's running. <gasps> okay, let's get into that for a second. Now, the Italians were ethnic people, right? They were they weren't considered white until the sixties, weren't were they? Or maybe even later. You know what? Because I still don't consider them white. They're not welcome at my <laughs> clan rally. <laughs> no, we were talking about that. How in eighties uh, movies that. Italians were kind of like Mexicans. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the oh oh <laughs> oh hey oh hey hey oh. Uh, the thing about it is, is that that's I love that about America though. Is that that's what ever, that's the transition that every group goes through, where they're ethnic at one point, and the next, yeah. and the next thing you know, they're just they're just a part of the patchwork by the end. I yeah. mean, that, that's beauty part of America. That's what I love. Um, <laughs> I would have liked to have seen how the Irish would have fared had there been TV and stuff in that era, you know? Yeah. Like, that would have been neat. Like the girl bringing an Irish boy home. and oh, Gross. Yeah. yeah. When he, was that? He's 20s? got that sack of potatoes over his shoulder, dear. He, he's good. he smells like freshly mashed potatoes. Like, not good <laughs> mashed potatoes, though. Like. He's bowing to the Pope every two every two steps. That was one of the things. Uh, he sticks his teeth with the shillelagh. Well, until actually, until John F. Kennedy became president, the Irish were still seen as uh, as uh, immigrants, ethnic. Were they? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's neat. But I was saying, okay, that's what Mexicans are going through now. Like they're, we'll be watching, you know, stuff someday, and, and Mexicans will have been really. Assimilated, people are like wow, they were really, you know, it's it's odd how how that works, you know. Yeah, I mean, eventually, it's going. We're going to be more Hispanic than anything else, aren't we? This yeah, country. absolutely, and rightfully so. People people don't understand that Hispanics are Native Americans. I mean, it's going to take their land back. Yeah, 
Just go take it back. They're, um, take the power back. They're, they're doing it in some South Africa. I think it's South Africa. South Africa is a country, right? Mm-hmm. Africa's a continent. People always get that confused. Go back to Africa. What part? There's like a thousand countries. Yeah, there. yeah no, there's quite a few. But it's, you can fit the United States in the Sahara Desert. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they're doing this thing. They're, they're in the beginning stages of taking the white people's land from them. Not buying it from them. Taking it from them and giving it back to uh, the black people of South Africa. How do you feel about that? That's not a smart move because they've done it before in other countries. And those countries remain third world. That's true. And South Africa is not third world. So how should it, should it be done? Should the uh, should the Africans get wealthy first and then buy it and then go about the capitalistic way of doing it? And that's and that's an honest question. That's not me being snarky. That's like well, is that is that better? Well, here's what's what should happen. They should leave people the fuck alone because those people that have land now it had nothing to do with what happened before. That's true. Hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah, Afri- well, it's not been that long. Afrikaners or whatever. How, however long ago those people had had nothing to do with. It. No, they, that's true. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying it, but it's not been. It's not that distant of a time. Like uh, the Boers being in the 19 early 1900s and had been there, but they had been there for probably a couple hundred years. You know, uh, Dutch settlers and stuff like that. And uh, still, I don't know. Get better. You know, that's, I don't really have a have a, a smart thing to say about that, but is that it's, a unique, it's going to be disastrous. Is that a unique situation, though, here in America with how bad the Native Americans were treated and how many how many lawful treaties were broken? I mean, if you if you even returned them a tenth of the land, I mean, and a lot of them. They 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 don't want all of it back. They understand. They're like, oh, we're you know, we're realists. We understand that's not going to happen. But if you give us back just a bit, so we can make our own communities and stuff like that, and and that's what they're trying to do. And I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird situation. But I mean, just to make people homeless, just to just to give farms to people that don't know how to farm. It just doesn't seem like a. Like a smart solution. Why do they have to be farmers? I mean, why couldn't they, they give them like well, that's, that's and they build tech companies and why couldn't they be, you know what I mean? Like tech companies come in and help them. I, see, I'm thinking of solutions. I don't know. I mean, that's great, but the most of what they're wanting to take is farmland from what I understand, from what right. I read. But, yeah. I mean. Are they coming down out there? Yeah. Nice mid-afternoon rain shower here you should be napping Sunday. yeah no we, we we should uh we should take a break and come back to the show <laughs> <laughs> play some elevator music <laughs> this is the uh, nap hour for the, the don blankenship experience uh, the pillow fort radio slash don blankenship experience episode 154 by the way i forgot to mention that anyway we kicked off the show with alex jones crying because um uh donald trump has launched uh airstrikes against syria and why are why are all these people so upset? Because he's because he pledged on intervention. Is that why? Yeah, it's just another. It, you remember when Obama wanted to do that? Yeah, and he overrode the Constitution, and you know. and but the people were like, no. And then we ended up not really. They were doing stuff, mm-hmm. and they're they would we've been we I say we, but I mean I guess my money's paying for it, so oh, yeah. I guess um my hands are dirty too. We've been bombing Syria. It's not like a thing that's new, but he, he he went and announced it and made a big deal about it. So 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you do before military action announced to your enemies who are just as privy to everything. Just the United States uses Twitter. That's, that's all, and we're not going to say anything. He's, he's a fucking, he's just a moron. He proves himself how much, how, how much of a moron he is more and more every day. He, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how much we were doing, but apparently we, uh, did some strikes on Friday night or whatever, whatever day it was over there. Yeah. Whatever they call days there. I don't know. And we say they were successful, but we'll, have, we'll do dozens and dozens more. Take out a couple hospitals here, of course a couple schools there. Yeah, I mean, of course he's going to say it's successful. That's, that's everything's successful. Thank you, Britain, France. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. But, and then Laura, you know, Laura Ingram talks shit and said it Ann Coulter and, I would pay. I, I like to go to one of these trailer parks, one of these hollers up here, find the big burliest, nothing to lose redneck woman with no teeth, and pay her to beat the dog shit out of Ann Coulter. That would just be so good. She's been coming out against Trump lately. She well, she's been coming out against him for a while because she, I want the wall. Just the way she talks is so fucking irritating. I wonder if that's on purpose. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole character. I mean, well, I mean, she doesn't believe most of the things she says. I don't think. I don't think that's true. I think that she's a blue blood piece of shit. I think that she's. Uh, I mean, just some of the shit she she says. She's she definitely thinks she's better than you know the average rank and file American. Um, uh, you know that whole group. Alex Jones is he's just a lunatic. He's an idiot, but he's not an idiot. He's not an idiot. I mean, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, I'm saying he's an idiot as in he's that fucking bullshit he does. is just, you know, I don't understand how he like I'll pull up the other video that I sent you. He the one that I sent you. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Here it is. Fucking damn it, man. What the fuck? Syria fought Al-Qaeda. They fought ISIS. They fought it all. And now you got Mattis and fucking all these people shitting all over us. We did an emergency fucking 36-hour broadcast trying to stop this shit that could lead to World War III. And you fucking liberal pieces of fucking shit, you fucking <laughs> assholes, fucking support this. Fuck you, you fucking goddamn degenerate fucks. I shouldn't be on air right now. When the fuck are we going live? I can't do this shit anymore. We're go live. Fuck Trump and fuck these fucking people. See, and he's not wrong on what he's saying because all of a sudden liberals are like, finally, Trump is doing something presidential. He's going to bomb a country. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Ooh. They're just so. I remember when liberals were anti war. Yeah. That's why I was one of them. I'm anti war to the point where, like, completely. 100%. Mm -hmm. like, the people that bombed, that uh, ran the planes in the Trade Center Towers, they're dead. They did the thing. They're dead. Who do we retaliate against? There's nobody to retaliate against. They're dead. All right. So you know, try not to let it happen again. All right. And we're in a 15-year fucking war now. Yeah. For no reason. Chemical weapons are the new world weapons of mass destruction. Mm -hmm. There's no evidence that uh, Assad used them. There's, there might be evidence that somebody used them. We don't know who it was. So let's just kill somebody. Right. And that's what we're doing. Well, it, it, well it's the whole... Uh it's the 9-11 thing with Iraq. Well, let's go invade Iraq. Yeah. Why? And they killed. he tried to kill my daddy. 
That's what, that's what Bush said. Did he really say that? Yes. <laughs> he wanted to kill my daddy. That's the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever heard. But also, my favorite thing about that is uh, Alex pretending that he's not being recorded. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I shouldn't be on air. Right I, 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 when the fuck are we going? <laughs> I love Alex Jones. He's such a uh, he's a. He's a he's a uh, he's a Looney Tune. He's a I don't know, but it's funny. But um, I, I really don't know what to to say about these things about bombing. I, was, I mean, I don't really care about any of those people that we're going to kill. I mean, when we're talking about why they're announcing it, I mean, we know why he's announcing it to to take heat off the Michael Cohen thing. Yeah, Michael Cohen's getting ready to sing like a fucking canary. You think so? Yeah. Because they're real. Because uh, and and here's the thing that's bothering me too is uh, you got uh, fucks like that piece of shit Hannity and and all these people saying you know the Mueller crime family and stuff like this. This is a man that served his country, covered himself in glory in warfare. You know he he's he, he cannot be more American, more Johnny Square Jaw. You know what I mean? Like he he's that guy and. The fact that he's doing his job, and the fact that he's not even behind that Michael Cohen thing, he, in any investigation, if you find Ill- illegality and you're not directly involved with it, you pass it off to somebody else. So he passed it off to another legal team. He's like, "Well, this is illegal, but this is in, in within my mandate." But there you go. This is what you do. That's what you're supposed to do. That's the law. And they're trying to say that he's going down that path. Anybody who says that is deflecting from the issue. So now you have all the people in the, the right wing pundits, and if you ever throw that up to them, they just give the Republican shrug and shake their head. They don't. They don't seem to want to understand that that's not Mueller behind that. That's another legal team completely. But he he uncovered something in the in his in his drive to find the Russia collusion, and he so and he's got, found it. What they got him for uh, the Cohen guy? What they got him for was paying Stormy Daniels off, which is a breach well, of. Well, that's just one of the things. I didn't even know all the stuff they got him for. If he if he's been Trump's attorney for so many years, he's involved into shit up to his eyeballs. Like he's, I would say, yeah. I mean, he's he's got. There's probably mafia payments. There's there's organized crime. There's all kinds of shit. There's probably. I mean, they're going to find a bunch of shit on this guy, and and on Trump. That's 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 why Trump is so furious about this as opposed to uh, the Russia collusion thing because he knows the Russia collusion thing he might be able to beat. He ain't gonna be able to beat that Michael Cohen shit. That guy's gonna have tapes. He's gonna. That's the reason they did that thing where they just bust in your door because that didn't give you enough time to fucking burn the evidence. And buddy, they got him, and you know they got him. And I watched the. There's a documentary on Netflix about Trump. Four episodes. Make America Great Again, or uh, I don't. It's Netflix. Four episodes. Uh, Donald Trump. Something. Let me look it up. Hmm. I don't think it's called Make America Great Again, but it might be. That's one thing that I like. Every president, the last, besides Barack Obama, they all had the, the um. They all at least said at one point or another to make them, they were going to make America great again in their speeches and stuff. Yeah. It's a really effective. Well, that's a, that's that's a Nixon and Goldwater. I mean, that, if you want, to, I mean, Goldwater. If you want to look at something, the Trump campaign is just the is the successful version of the Barry Goldwater campaign. I mean, this isolationist, uh, 
more than vaguely racist, you know. I don't know what the fucking documentary is called. But, I mean, it basically just shows that how bad of a businessman he is. And how bad, yeah, yeah. How bad, he, how bad he is at everything but marketing. Mm-hmm. At marketing, he's good. Yeah. But everything else, he's just uh, he's pretty bad. Well, I know, and this is, and these are things that, but if you show this to a Trump fan, they'll sit there and they'll do this the whole time. They'll sit there and shake their head. I don't believe any of this. Like, this is true. There is evidence. You know, there's black and white evidence of this shit. You don't believe it. I, I'm I'm sorry you don't believe it, but that doesn't make it any less true. It's not dirty money. All the dirty money is very good. Is that the is that the one about the, the I saw that one, the episode about Trump and dirty money. Yeah, but this is a four part series that is just about Trump and the Trump family. Like his whole life has just been to to um make his dad like him. Yeah. And his dad didn't seem like a bad guy. His mom seemed like a bit of a Yeah. Looks exactly like him. Evil person. Like you can just like weird hair. She's, she's just got like that, him. that fucking very haughty, just shitty fucking expression on her face, you know? Well, she told a story in the documentary. I'm sure it was from an interview 30 years ago. Yeah. Talking about uh, Donald was playing, Donald and his brother were playing blocks on the floor, and Donald has to borrow the blocks from his brother. And, and then his brother wanted his blocks back, but Donald couldn't get them to him because he glued them all together. <laughs> He's a little kid, and he's already cocksucker. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's like a shittier version of a story in fucking Game of Thrones when they they talk about the Clegane brothers and how uh, <laughs> the Hound had taken the mountain's toy. Did you ever hear that story? Yes. And his brother held him to the fucking fire and burned half his face off. Uh it's the one. I don't. It doesn't matter, but you can find it if you search Donald. I know Trump what you're Netflix. talking about. It's got a picture of the hat on it. Yeah, and he's. It's. Uh, I mean, his whole whole life has just been about uh, making his dad like him and doing bigger things than his dad. Because his dad was a real estate developer, but he wasn't like making these big, luxurious, overly luxurious, campy. Right, what Donald. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they're they're the '80s. His <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. His buildings are the '80s. Everything's got brass on it. Yeah, no, it's gold, bud. It's brass. But yeah, we're mm-hmm. calling it gold. Yeah. <laughs> and look at these diamonds. That's glass. <laughs> that's, those are cubic Z's. <laughs> cubic Z's. <laughs> those are CZ's. <laughs> <laughs> but fucking, I mean, just everything's so big and ridiculous and stupid and. Get if the biggest toast building is going to be fabulous, and he's he was doing the hyperbolic. It's fat. Everything's going to be fantastic. Everybody's going to be so successful. It's going to be like all the way back in the late seventies. Yeah, he's always been like that. Just always talking like that. And he's a guy who's never had his ass kicked. You can tell. Like he's a cunt. Absolutely not. Nobody's ever kicked his. Nobody can kick his ass. He's the toughest man that's ever lived. <laughs> you know, he's such you a. You know, pussy. they wanted to they, like that thing where they, they wanted him in yeah, the first. You UFC. know, they paid that guy. You know, they paid that guy to get up on the stage so he could act like he's a tough guy when he went. <laughs> that's the most. He he's a fucking coward. He's such a coward. Like I was talking to, uh, I was talking to somebody, and uh, they were a Trump fan. And when you hit them with the cold light of reality, you tell them what this guy's really like, and here's the evidence. They don't like hearing that. Like, 
they really they buy that shit or they want to buy it so bad. Well, it's, he's like, well, uh, he's like, we're not laughed at in the rest of the world. You know, we, we, uh, we, we, you know, we kill people and all this stuff, and we, and, we, and uh, you know, we used to have to apologize. I said, I said, do you know that Obama killed more people than Bush, right? He killed oh, a lot yeah. of people. He gone, and, yeah, he and, and seven, guys. yeah, and, and that's the thing they don't know that, and they, they just give you that look. What I was like, yeah, no, Obama he, deported he more Mexicans than any. Yeah, exactly. It's like he he ran like a pretty hardcore Republican. He ran his office, but. That's the thing. All you have to do to fool some of these people is slap a stupid veneer on it. You know what I mean? They, Trump, I, I, Trump could run his his White House just like a very liberal White House, as long as he as long as yeah, as long as he presented it as he's being a prick. You know, so they love that shit. They eat it up when he's an asshole to people. Yes, you know? Obama presented himself as a as a progressive. Yeah, all this stuff, but really the only. The only progressive thing that happened while he was in office was the gay marriage got legalized. I mean, yeah, o- Obamacare is Trump is a he's just declared he's leaving the 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 marijuana loan, the medical states. The stock or should the, be crawling back up. Not the not the uh, medical states, the legal states. Yes, yeah, he's le- he's yeah, legal he's leaving states. he's leaving them alone. You know, Jeff Sessions is just rolling over in his. In his Keeler, in his Keeler EL fudge box. That's a uh, that's a Romney plan. Yes, people, yeah. People were like, it's a and that in, ter- it's- that in turn is a Nixon plan that was meant to fuck yeah. the American people. Now yeah. people don't understand that. Like it's a great no, it it's isn't great. It was originally it was, it's terrible. Yeah, it's it's going to bring it's going to bring prices down. And I'm like I'm raising my hand. You know how you used to raise your hand like you're holding it up. Uh, Teacher, how does it bring prices down when you're forcing everyone to have it? Wouldn't that just make either prices stagnate or go up? Right. Because you can charge what you want. Dutch, shut if that, up. If that is your real name. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> you sit there and be quiet and eat your paste. I don't like this flavor of paste. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. See, I... I <laughs> You, you. If I was a teacher, your your dad would have been one of the ones I've been scared of. So oh, he'd beat, he'd have fucked you up. <laughs> he'd hurt. Did somebody just tell my son to shut up? Yeah. <laughs> Gets in the truck. Come here. <laughs> With a bat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's like uh, I, I compared to this. How you know people think Trump is tough and all this stuff, yeah. and they believe what he's selling. Um, like I remember. People being like, man, I wish Stone Cold would go over to the UFC. I bet he could really whip somebody. I'm like, guys. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So I'm not saying he's stupid. not a tough guy for a regular guy. Right. In a street fight against, you know, me or you, he's going to kill us. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Me or you, I think we we do pretty well. When he's healthy back in his 30s, he'd probably, probably fuck me up pretty good. I mean, he's six, I don't know, six, man. Three, six, four, 260 pounds. Tough guy. Yeah, okay. That's probably been in some tangles in his life. Yeah, I would say, yeah. But, I mean, against a UFC fighter, it's not going to go well for him. No. This is not what they train for. They they cooperate with each other. <laughs> it's the exact opposite yeah. in, in mixed martial arts. I'm sorry. I apologize to burst your bubble. It was like when Conor McGregor was talking shit about WWE guys, and it was like, I'd like to see some of them just stretch him. Like, I don't think that you want that. It, yeah, I don't think you they want that They won't be able to get near him. I no. don't care how big they are or how strong. They're not going to be able to. He's going to leg kick him. They're going to be like, oh, God. It's like a baseball bat hit me in the leg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can we do a little? Can we do a little? Uh, well, what happened to the collar and elbow tie-up? 
can we do a little bump and whisper so I can figure something out here? <laughs> yeah. Tie me up, put your hair over your face, and tell me what you want. No, that's not what I do. This is a completely different thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> All apologies, my friend. Barry Wyndham would have whooped his ass. Barry Wyndham might have whooped his ass to be no. close. Barry Wyndham, six foot eight. Three, so? Barry McGregor would have killed Barry Wyndham. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, but yeah, I'm just saying, don't sell Here's the question: the name of Barry Here, Wyndham? Oh no, I'm not. Doctor Death Steve he Williams. Uh, no, he no, Doctor Death Steve Williams would have got his ass whipped. What about the Road Warriors though? Both of them at once. I don't want to be Conor McGregor. No, 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 of course not. <laughs> I don't want to be anybody against no, them. I don't Brock do Lesnar would be okay against them, but about against both of them? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> Apparently Macho Man fought Hawk and did pretty well. Yeah. Macho Man is a real tough guy, actually. Yeah. He'd, he'd really beat people up. Um I wonder if I, I hope he sounded like his, his wrestling character when he was That's how he talks. I know it's awesome. <laughs> that is literally like how he when talks. he him in his earliest incarnation, he's exactly the same. He's just a little Ooh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dig it. Freak out. Freak out. Yeah. Good go to steak and shake. <laughs> Get a burger, yeah. <laughs> you ever had steak and shake? It's fantastic. It is pretty good. Pretty goddamn good. Um, speaking of, of uh, actual fighters and wrestling, Ronda debuted in the WWE. Oh God, how was that? She's probably the best female wrestler I've ever seen. <laughs> really? She, I was so thinking she might choke. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being a little bit hyperbolic. She's the best female wrestler I've ever seen. But that was absolutely the best debut match I've ever seen from anybody. In, a, in front of seventy. Now is she a high flyer or a power girl or what is she? She she doesn't she didn't do anything insanely spectacular, but mm-hmm. she was on time. Her shit looked good. Like she she was throwing real punches, and I'm pretty sure she wasn't holding back. Mm-hmm. She was stiffing them, just barely connecting. Okay, you know what I mean? she knows she knows how to not hurt people. I think. Right, right. She's been training for a while. But it was you know she's going to be the biggest champion in the history of WWE. Oh yeah, they're they're setting up to have her against Charlotte Flair yeah. as the main of the main event. Are they going to make Charlotte Flair the heel? Please say yes. No, Ronda Rousey would be better as the heel. They, you can't make her a heel though. Yeah, that's true. People cheer the fuck out of her. Yeah. I, that's, that was one thing I was worried about whenever she went over there is that the people aren't going to like it. But they did, mm. and that she can't keep a smile off her face when she's because I expected whenever she did her walkout. For her to have the have the angry Ronda face on and stomp to the fucking ring and yeah. just go right in and rip Stephanie's head off. Yeah. No. She she's like, Oh Jesus Christ, I'm at WrestleMania. She goes down high five. She, yeah. like, she looks like Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. She's got she She's she the most charismatic I mean the most charismatic wrestlers watching them come to the ring, especially during the age of the of the baby face. Yeah. You know don't really have that much. Anymore. No. I mean she so, is though. Steve Austin killed that. I mean he's yep. he's he made he's, everybody's everybody's a tweener. Yeah. But honest to God, it's the best debut match I've ever seen. She was, she had no right to be that good. Probably been working really hard at it. I would say. Yeah. Cause she didn't want to fuck up. She didn't want to have to go back to the UFC. She hasn't been good. Well, she doesn't need to. She's got millions and millions of dollars. I know, but, but, uh, she, but she needs the adoration is what she needs. I don't know if she needs the adoration. She, I think just doing fighting was her way to get to this. You think? I don't know, man. Because she was really good at it. Yeah. And I mean, what's her, what was her, what was her get up like? I mean, what, she had a sports bra on that said Rowdy on it in the Roddy Piper font. Can you punch that up? Little black shorts. Oh, nice. Her, uh, she had Roddy Piper's. Did she gain any size? On. Is she a little bit meatier? She looks tiny. She looks tiny. She looks tiny compared to Stephanie. 
Really? <laughs> Stephanie's a big old gal, though. Yeah, Steph's, Steph's huge. But um, I mean, I wonder what her stats are, what how tall she is. And I'd say Stephanie is about 180. I would say Rhonda looked like she was probably 130. She looked very small. But, I mean, it's compared to Triple H. Yeah. Kurt Angle and Stephanie. Stephanie's a big chick, too. God, you know, Stephanie would be so good in the fucking sack. It'd be unreal. If you could get past her giant clit from all the fucking steroids she's probably done. You think she's done steroids? Probably. Let me look and see if I can find her. Box it. <laughs> Speed bagger clit. Trying to find her, her uh, get up for the, for the matches. For the fights. Yeah. There she is. She's got a little skirt on, a little kilt. Her shoulders are fucking jacked, though. But if you, you see her in the ring, she's way faster than everybody. Like, just in this match, yeah. she's going to be faster than Triple H and Kurt Angle. Right. And she's way faster than than uh, Stephanie. Stephanie was also fantastic in that match. Stephanie wrestled her. Yeah. I didn't it was know that. a mixed tag match, homie. They set up some convoluted angle to where they could not have her first match be one-on-one. Now, would the men have to wrestle the women at some points? Yes. No. No, they weren't supposed to. But Kurt Angle was out on the outside of the ring, and uh, Stephanie was out. And Ronda goes in the ring and starts shaking her arms around. Triple H turns around, and he sees her, and she starts. She gets in the stance and says, come on, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this just happened. And, yeah, last okay. week. Okay. And the referee was like, no. And Triple H goes, mm. And pushes the referee aside. Triple H gets in the, in the and like you be in, you in know, the fight hey, stance, on, yeah. like he's and he goes to throw a punch, and she ducks it and starts fucking wailing on him. And I, I would think, like I to think see she was actually hitting him. I would have liked to seen her put him in the hard bar, like make, made him tap. She made him tap. She made him tap. She did. <laughs> he did, he did didn't she? tap to her. Oh, okay, because it got broken up before. But she had him in the arm bar. <laughs> like he had her. He he had her. She he was going to do the uh, pedigree thing to her. Yeah, and he got her up, and then she did a huda canrana. A Frankensteiner. Yeah. And then she went over and got him in the armbar. was getting ready to... You remember when China out. put uh, Animal in the Hunacrata and tossed him nearly out of the fucking ring? <laughs> he was overselling for her, apparently. <laughs> she, But she's just was beastly. She, I mean, you talk about being on steroids so long her clit was huge. She had a dick. Oh, yeah. I mean... I'll show you the match later. She, uh, I was utterly shocked at how good it was. I would like to see how... At how well booked and mm. like all the... All the the, it was it was a bullshit match. Yeah, it was one of those that everything's all over the place. The referee's like, "What the fuck is going yeah. on?" <laughs> <laughs> Nick, pa- Nick Patrick's running. Around. I can't do anything. <laughs> I can't control these fucking I'll, animals. I'll start, they don't pay me enough. I'll this. just start counting for Sunday. Yeah, you was, ever notice that sometimes they did that? They just start counting for no reason in, in the old matches. Yeah, one. <laughs> you can't do that for longer than you know seven seconds. The one thing that I didn't like about it was. Um, the uh, Stephanie got out of the armbar a couple of times. That shouldn't have happened. No, she should like, especially once she got her hands separated. Mm-hmm. But uh, like one time she got out by raking her eyes. Once she gets the the hand separated on the armbar in real life, you were fucked. Oh yeah. So in this, you should also be fucked. Right. But the uh, yeah, Steph books the matches herself. She's the fucking owner's daughter, so okay. I guess she's gonna, she's going to get what she wants out of it. I wonder if there's any pictures of her naked. I don't think there are. I think she's a little bit smarter than that. There's pictures of almost everybody else naked. It's definitely man. Yeah, I was extremely shocked with how good she was. It had she had no right to be that good. Hmm. I thought it was going to be a disaster too. Yeah, I thought it was just going to be okay at best. 
And it was the best match on the show. You know who they said really, uh, and I, I think there's evidence, uh, I think I remember this being good. They said Carl Malone. Didn't he do a really Carl good match? Carl Malone when, did when a pretty he wrestled? Good match. Yeah. yeah. He, he teamed up with DDP. Yeah. Against, I think, Hogan and. He was doing moves. And he was like. Yeah, he did pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Very charismatic. Who else was good? Jay Leno. Jay was Leno, he really? He was a revelation. Was he selling? No, he was terrible. <laughs> he was wearing like a matching sweatsuit, like the shitty ones yeah. that you get in the 80s. Trump was. He was awful. I mean, what he he's he, punching. He was, oh, God, his punches were terrible. I mean, you, the, you, <laughs> and then he's. Yeah <laughs> um, Lawrence Taylor was good Yeah I can um, see that Most of them have, uh, The Floyd Mayweather was pretty good But he didn't do actual moves He was actually boxing Right But uh, Ronda's was definitely the, And she's actually going to keep doing it Right So she's only going to get better You know who's a really good wrestler? Trish Stratus Trish Stratus was really good And Until didn't, they, didn't they, care to take a fucking bump buddy whenever Put her ass right through a fucking Whenever table. they let her do it Yeah And for her first four years there, she was almost strictly eye candy. Yeah. but uh, And I think she knew that. She's like, I need to be legit here. So she spent a lot of time actually trying to get better. Right. A lot of them don't do that. I remember, I remember she was a fitness competitor. I do not remember that. What was her name then? Oh, Tracy Peters was her same, same, same thing. Uh, She's always been Trish Stratus. So she... Uh, she took a gimmick name in the mm-hmm. fitness competitive thing, and she was a good over. one too. She did. She did quite well. She was. She wasn't. I don't think she ever truly was a contender against the more like Mia Finnegan people. Again, Mia Finnegan was unbeatable. I mean, she was Mia Finnegan and Beginnigan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was actually Mia Finnegan was actually really great. Um, uh, what is fitness like? Just look how jacked I am, and look how the gymnastics I can do. Oh, well, you can look up a picture of Mia Finnegan. And you, you get an idea of what they're like, and they have to complete a fit. They had to complete a, uh, I think, an army uh, obstacle course to be considered, uh, you know, to win. It wasn't just aesthetics. Yeah, she's jacked. Let me see. Yeah, especially that one picture in the bikini right there. Holy shit, she was Shredder. definitely on, she was definitely on some juice right there. I like her better whenever she's not as jacked. Yeah, gotta be honest. That's a thing now for girls. So good, just regular girls in the gym are now are now juicing. I don't like shredded. I like jacked. There's there's Ronda at the end of the match. She's got a thick old waist. She can't help but be excited about being there. Though. She's got such a nice smile too. <laughs> she really does. I mean, she it's it's a shame that she had to have that persona in the in the UFC. That's the only because I don't think she liked fighting. I I don't think she enjoyed the extra, the uh, the uh, actual fight. Yeah, or at least the training up to the fight, mm-hmm. and to get herself jacked up, she had to make an enemy out of the person she was fighting. So that shows you that she doesn't really like hurting people. I don't, I don't think really she does, but um, it also it might be why she never evolved. Right. It was always get close to me, you're getting hip tossed, and I'm going arm boring. Right. That's worked, it. Worked really well. It worked really well for a long time, <laughs> yeah. and she could still beat most of those girls. Yeah. Except for two or three, All right? But <laughs> now, I, we, me or you can beat Cyborg. Uh, I'd want a weapon if I have to face Cyborg. Yeah. I want a weapon. She because she cuts down to one forty-five, and she walks around at two oh five. Oh, does she? <laughs> yeah, she has a miserable weight cut to get down there. Talking death door, getting dehydrated. So it's not, it's not good. God, not healthy. 
She's probably terrifying at 205. Yeah, if if I'm going to fight her, I want her on the day she's cutting weight. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, I want a weapon. A couple. I want a mace. Well, I mean, she's been on... She's figured out a way around the uh, the steroid question. No. She's off of them? She's probably one of the most tested people. Hmm. And there's, you're not getting around Olympic testing unless you, you yourself are a scientist. Right. So it's just the long-lasting effects. She's always going to be thicker, have thicker muscles and all that stuff. And big That's jaw. what happens after they take steroids? Yeah, you never come – women never come back. Hmm. I mean, you don't – if you're not taking anymore, you're not getting – you're probably not getting the benefit from it forever, but – you're, you're still going to be bigger. You're, you're, well, you're facing some of the drawback, though. Especially too. if you're still getting, still working out as hard as they do. Right. You're still going to uh, experience the the heft, mm-hmm. the bigness of of being on them. Because you don't, you can't really go back and and that jaw. I wonder what she looked like before all that. She's probably good looking. I don't know. She's such, her voice so deep. Yeah. I love being woman's champion. Yeah, she. Yeah, it's it's like. <laughs> It's aggressive. <laughs> it's so much. <laughs> and then they have that one girl who she's in. She's in one of them, and she's not tested, and she's just a man. Oh, uh, Gabby Garcia. Yeah, yeah. She won't come to the UFC. She, she. They can't find anybody big enough to fight her that's any good. Mm-hmm. She walks around probably at two sixty, and <laughs> she's China essentially, yeah. except for way bigger. And yeah, China's probably about. 200 pounds they get or biggest they just they get old women that have some experience to fight her like one time she literally fought a grandma and it wasn't cool she soccer kicked her in the head as far as i remember god this is over in japan yeah like so she knocked this woman down and the woman's getting up pushing pushing up to get up and she soccer kicked her in the head probably killed her probably dead jesus <laughs> yeah i mean i've just seen pictures of her like she's on all the fucking gear yeah, and she's actually really skilled. Like she's a good fighter. But let me see. Yeah, Brazilian martial artist. She's the scariest bitch I've ever seen in my entire life. She makes Vanderlei Silva, a former two hundred and five pound champion, look small. I know. Staring <laughs> that big. Thick. No, but here's look at look at this. She did a bunch of plastic surgery and stuff. She can't. She got her dick tucked between her legs, right there. <laughs> yeah. She did the China surgery, got her jaw uh, realigned and stuff. Yeah. Remember when they did that and you're like, who the fuck? Yeah. I felt bad for her. There she looks pretty good. She's about 260, though. Yeah. (laughs) That's a big bitch, son. Yeah, she is. God damn. I'd probably take her on, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get after it. I don't know. WrestleMania was weird. That's all I know. Wasn't good. That was fun. It was fun. It's too long. Yeah. Seven hours. I remember the worst The worst pay-per-view I ever saw was the Great American Bash one year. Or maybe it was SummerSlam. It was, Those it was, are two completely different things. Uh, I don't know. It was, Great American Bash is WCW. Yeah. Uh, no, I think this, they did one in WWE. Yeah. But the Great American Bash, I remember it being the Rock and Roll Express and t- tossing some Four Horsemen, a little bit of Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> but it definitely wasn't that. <laughs> you know, I think it was SummerSlam. Might have been some bad ones along the way. SummerSlam, those are those can be bad. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. It's like, why have a show? Your normal pay per views are 
three hours. And then you make this one five hours with a two-hour pre-show that has matches on it, too. Jesus Christ, seven fucking hours? Yeah. Like, the people there just, what the fuck? Yeah, by the end, you're looking. Half, like, half of the enjoyment of, of watching the crap is the crowd getting into it. Yeah. And they were into it, and then they just shot their load. They put the Ronda match right in the middle. Yeah. And everybody just shot their load. Right. And then the rest of it, they're like, huh, Jesus. I want to go home. <laughs> like in the, they had the two two of the best wrestlers in the world, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, did a pretty good match, and the crowd's like, oh, "Okay, that was that was good," but Jesus, we're tired. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. Tired. Well, it's like, uh, like they say, Bruce Springsteen concerts are concerts like eight hours long. Yeah, and you're like, Bruce, can we <laughs> wrap it up? Road, <laughs> go. All right, let's get <laughs> born to run. Come on, Thunder Road, born to run, born in the USA. And uh, finish with uh, Adam raise the cane, and we'll get out of here. I, w- I would honestly be happy with an hour concert from Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I could go hour and a half if, if we're doing like an acoustic set. You know, it's like a movie, you know. That would be perfect. I mean, I, w- I went to Pearl Jam concerts, and those are usually three. Yeah, and you know, it's a little bit much. Lollapalooza, it was, it was, it was a lot. An all day event. Yeah, it? and we went to second stage and everything. Like that's why I don't get these. Um, these big festivals, like the Coachella festivals this weekend, I couldn't go to that. I can drop in on it because they simulcast it on mm-hmm. uh, YouTube or whatever. I can drop in on it every now and then, but I don't know that I want to be there. Who puts that on? Is that Beyonce's thing? It's just a festival that's there every year. Where is it? Somewhere in California. Mm-hmm. They need to have one in West Beyonce's Virginia. Beyonce's on it. They need to have one in West Virginia. We have festivals here. The All Good Festival's here, isn't it? All Good, the String that's Band Festival. Um we have plenty of festivals, but we don't get like big acts, like huge acts. We'll get moderate sized acts. We need to. That's what we need to do is start one. Start one in Golly, like at the at the field. What was the country festival? There was a country festival, the Jamboree in the Hills. Yeah, that's up in near Wheeling. Mm-hmm. Which not a lot of hills near. No, it's, it's flat once you get that's, up there. That's Pennsylvania uh, or Ohio. But take uh, your pick. I, we have festivals like. Uh, Festival, you walk around downtown and remember the regatta. The regatta was the shit. You got a regatta. Why did they take it away? I don't know. And then they did festival, and it's like no people. Okay. People are not, they're not feeling it, and I'm not feeling it. I've never been to one. No, I went to the Vandalia Festival once. I think they tried to say well, at one point it was racist. The regatta is racist. Just, How's the regatta racist? I, I, that's what just. I know that they're not allowing black people in there, but have you met the black people from Charleston? <laughs> <laughs> Who can blame them? I mean, this you know this, this boating festival where everybody gets <laughs> drunk by the river has a, expects a certain class. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, these are the moments right here when we're talking <laughs> that if I ever get into a uh, a war with Sean Hannity, it has me on the show that he's gonna get, have somebody go through all this shit and punch up the worst thing they've ever said on the show and take him completely out of context. You're really banking on getting on Sean Hannity's show? I mean, it's never happening. <laughs> no, it's say. not. <laughs> I, I just keep on wanting to taunt him every day on Twitter, but there's there's millions of people taunting him. You know that. <laughs> you know what we could do? What? Do a little role playing. <laughs> God, are we doing the Sean Hannity role play now? I don't know if I'm up for it. Well, <laughs> but it's happening. It's, <laughs> strap in. Uh, yes, I'd like a um, a sirloin, four ounces. Well done, and I want dry vegetables on the side. 
That is the cuntiest. So help me God if there's any seasoning on any of it. That is the cuntiest meal I've ever heard Excuse of. Excuse me, who are you? I'm Charles Caden. It's a strong Irish name. Sean Hannity, how you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm not shaking your hand, though. Want a steak? Sure, I'll take a steak. What do you like? Big and rare. The exact opposite of me. Yes. Are you a black? <laughs> no, I'm Irish, as you said. But I am the first black man to skate backwards on the ca- on Canal, Transracial Canal River. Transracial Yeah, on the Canal River. Oh, Canal River. Yeah. Near West Virginia. Yeah. In West Near Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> You're probably a big Virginia guy, aren't you? You probably hang out in Virginia. Go Hoos. <laughs> Cavaliers. Yeah, we, we don't, we don't, we pretend they don't exist in West Virginia. Well, they pretend you don't exist. Well, I what's mean, West Virginia? What do you mean, what is it? Huh? What do you mean, what is it? It's a state. Excuse me. I'll have water, no ice. So help me God if ice comes anywhere near that glass. So help me God. You're not going to tip them, are you? Tip who? The, the, the waiter you keep berating. I put $11 on the table. For every mistake made, I take a dollar away. You're, ba- you're down to $3. What mistakes have they made? I don't like his name. His shirt was a tad bit untucked. His name is ri- literally Sean Kennedy. It's almost your name. I don't like the, na- the C, that hard C at the beginning. I don't like it. God, you're an embarrassment to every person of, from the aisle. You know that, right? Your mother wears combat boots. She does. I don't get your point. Your mother was a snowblower. If you know what that reference comes from, I'll buy your steak. Short circuit, sir. Short circuit two, you son of a bitch. It was in the first I'm one. I'm buying. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going completely off the rails. <laughs> anyway, what do you want from me there, Mr. Mr. Canaan? Keenan, and you should fucking know better. Canaan. Keenan. Canaan. Keenan. Agree to disagree. Hunnity. Listen, Mr. Hunnity. It's Hannity. Hannity? There it is. Damn it. I feel like I'm here. <laughs> I wanted to tell you that your show is an embarrassment. Your hair, however, is pretty amazing. It's a revelation, isn't it? It is. It's fantastic. Where do I get your hair care products? Um, hair care products are us. Do you use product? Do you know what I mean by that? I use the jism of an 87-year-old bull moose named Beauregard. He comes in my backyard, and I have a uh, trap moose set up, in the, and he has sex with that trap moose and just unloads inside of it. And I dip my hand in there like so much pomade and run it, run it through my luxurious locks. And that is how I get my hair to look this way. That's quite a commitment. I don't know if I'm down with that. Where's my steak? Can you give the motherfucker? Didn't you used to work in the restaurant industry and you're asking about the steak already? How do you know that? I doxed you. I have a guy here that doxes people. What's his name? What the fuck? He just took a dollar off the pile. What the fuck? Did, did you just, you're down to $2. I saw the waiter was carrying my water on another on a tray that had somebody else's water that had ice in it. And I told him not to let ice anywhere near my water. And he let ice near my water. Good God, you're a cunt. Your mother's a cunt. Mm. Debatable. What do you want with your steak? Potato? Potato. Dry vegetables? No. Uncooked? How the fuck can you eat dry vegetables? What the fuck is your problem? You put them in your mouth and you chew them up, just like almost anything else. You're just weird. Agree to disagree. 
And scene. Uh, it was not our best. It wasn't our worst. Our worst was everything that was going on before that. Jesus, we're terrible today. <laughs> no, we're not. It's not bad at all. <laughs> oh. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, you were talking about wanting to beat up Sean Hannity. Um, what did he do this week? I mean, he's just, he did the Mueller, Mueller crime family thing where he set it up like a, he has this thing where it's like, it's set up like the FBI, you know, with the picture and then the, you know, and the strings going in. Yeah, he's a fuck, oh, he's such a fucking cunt, dude. I hate him. Let's do favorite things. Do this going again. Dude. Raindrops on roses. Bop, 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 Favorite things. Yeah, go. Um, um, I started, uh, I went back and because so much of the stuff in the world now is so troubling. I've gone back to get myself to relax. I've gone back and started reading all the old fantasy from when I was a kid. And uh, it's good. It, it has its moments. It's, uh, it, you know, there's one character, uh, Dritz Dorden, the uh, Dark Elf trilogy and all that stuff. It's really good. It's a. Uh, and it's like 33 books long now. He's written 33 books of this one character. Jesus Christ. Yes, yeah, so I'm six books in. And um, I like it. You know, it it's more soothing than it is good. Like, there are moments that are just... There are, are moments that, like... It's called The the Legend of Dritzord. And, it, and he has a soliloquy chapter at almost the beginning of every chapter. Or at the end of... Beginning of every like part or section and it's usually good like it's usually got philosophical things that are said that are actually really deep and and profound really deep and profound sometimes but sometimes it's just bad like it's it's not bad it's more schlocky like the characters are some of them are cookie cutter and they're kind of goofy but i mean he'll have a really good book every now and then like there's one uh the whole Dark Elf trilogy is how he was born, and you know he came to came of age and all this stuff in this really evil uh, world where all these families are always looking to knock each other off so they can go up in the standing in the in the city, and they're encouraged to do that by this goddess, like it's their thing. It's actually kind of a cool idea because if you if you pull off a successful raid and destroy a rival. That family never existed, and you can never speak of them again. Whoa. Yeah. So kind of cool. But the thing about it is you, you have to be thorough. If you leave even a few alive and they can make an accusation for the, for the appearance of justice, you're fucked. The whole city lines up and destroys you. So you're uh, and your whole family. Yes. Oh, geez. Down to the last, down to the last child, down to the last. New years out of that. It's actually the good parts, not the bad parts. It's actually really good. Like the, and that, and he, and his dad was this guy, Zach Nafine, who's the, uh, well, it goes like this way. They're in the ninth house in Menza Baronzan. Is that, is the name of the city? Menza Baronzan. Menza Baronzan is the Baronzan. city. Menza Baronzan. Oh. <laughs> I know it is kind of, it is kind of Italian sounded, isn't it? <laughs> but, um, they're the ninth house, but they're extremely powerful, and they're moving up the rankings. As a matter of fact, the first book starts with them knocking off another house and becoming the ninth house. They were the tenth house. 
and um, pulls off to a T. They kill everybody. And during this, Dritz is being born. And she's used, and the mother's using the 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 agony of childbirth for spell casting. You know, there's a lot of magic. Here's the here's here's the issue I have with this whole series and basically that world in general is that you know how in Game of Thrones at first there was zero magic, yeah, none. You know, and that even now it's sparing. There there's there's still very little. Just every now and then, yeah, the Red Lady. This is all magic, like just regular. You know, it's a regular part of everything. That cheapens it, but it also is some cool shit. It's Dungeons and Dragons. That's all it is. But then he's born, and he was supposed to be a wizard because this is a part I, I think you'll like. The second boy of the house at that point was Denon, which is his older brother, killed their older brother during the raid. Like oh, so he's turned it, heel. He like looked. Yeah, he looked around his shoulder like somebody's coming at his brother. His brother turned his back. And he stabbed him in the fucking back, literally, and killed him so he could move up. Because the families are doing that within their own ranks, like the, the people are doing in the city. Everybody's encouraged to fuck everybody else to get ahead. You know what I mean? So this is just like a battle royal, then. Basically, it, it's really bad. There are no friends. No, there no there's, families. there's no. That's one of the the soliloquies he said. There is no drow, dark elf word for friendship. There is none. There's a word that is, I mean, that means a, a short term part, partnership for mutual gain. But there is no friendship word like for alliance. friendship. Yeah, uh, an alliance like until the alliance and Hulkamania. <laughs> Yeah. Everything comes back to mid 1990s <laughs> yeah. WCW. Kevin Sullivan would do quite well in Drown <laughs> yes. Society. He absolutely probably <laughs> yeah, would. Yeah, he would. Um, but anyway, uh, Zach Nafine is not like, he's like his son. Driss is his son. And he's, but he got stuck there because what's the alternative? They're, they're in this place that's underground called the Underdark. And be a good name for a metal band. Yeah, it really would. Like a, like a, a frost metal band from fucking Norway, Ugh, Underdark. Yeah. I would never listen to them, but oh, they're cool it's awful. It's, it's <laughs> shitty. <laughs> God, it's so bad. It's unlistenable bad. Um, but anyway, you should see it live. I, I have seen a couple of bands. Terrible. Yeah, there was one band up in Somerville, Corrosive, who actually their music was really good. They were actually pretty talented, but they was it was just <laughs> yeah, it's just bad. Anyway. The first book is called Homeland, and it's, uh, you know, how he comes of age. The second book is Exile, because at the end of the first book, he turns his back on him. Dritz does, and they sacrifice Zachnafine in Dritz's place, because they're going to kill Dritz because they're out of favor with the Spider Queen. That's what you're supposed to do. So Dritz runs, and they're going to kill him, and Zachnafine offers himself up. He said, listen, now, if you take me and let him alone, everything will be fine. But then at the end of that book... At the beginning of Exile, the House of Orden is still out of favor with the Spider Queen because Dritz got away. It, it didn't matter that they sacrificed him. So what they did is they bring Zach Nafid's body back as a, I know it's very convoluted, as a zombie, but they like fucking build him back and he's like as good as he was in life. Better because he can't, he can't feel any pain. Hmm. And they and they sent him out hunting for him. And Meanwhile, Driss is living in the Underdark by himself and all kinds of stuff. Man, it's really those those three books are really fucking good. They're like the, probably the best of the series. But the other seventy five of them are. Well, I mean, no. Then you get to the, the 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 books that he actually wrote first, which was the Crystal Shard, Streams of Silver, and a Halfling's Gem, and they're more traditional Dungeons and Dragons fare. You know, it's kind of goofy at, po- at points. It's, it has some points that are really good. Like he was actually a better writer at the very beginning than he was 
kind of down down the line because he he got formulaic after a while. But then after that, they, his family comes back after him again. Like by the end of so, the the third book, which is called Sojourn, House of Erden gets wiped out. Hmm. They get they get destroyed by somebody else, and. But there's one sister left, Virna, which is actually Driss' actual sister. Like they're they're all half sister because the the matriarch of the family fucks everybody. I mean, she just they're she's a real loosey goosey. She is gal. A real, she's real good. I was watching gal. I Know Black People. A real honky tonk on, special on, on, on Chappelle's show. <laughs> Some guys, what is a Lucy? <laughs> um, is it a a woman who likes to put her mouth on your penis? No, but we should start calling them that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, by the end of Sojourn, which it, when he goes to the surface, he actually says that I can't, you know, he actually sees that that's the only place he can really go because he's going to keep being hunted. And then he makes friends at the end of that book. And, and then that sets the stage. And then you have the three books he originally wrote. And then you have one after that called The Legacy. And that's where his family comes after him again. Like his sister is he she's going to she's taking up the mantle of we got to find him and kill him or else we'll never find favor with the Spider Queen again. You know, all this stuff. So that leads to a couple of books, and the best one is he had this one called Siege of Darkness. This is just fucking war. All the fucking drow men and barons and line up and are coming to the surface after this guy. And he's made friends with this dwarf uh, king in this place called Mithril Hall, which is, you know, again, typical fantasy fair. I know this is taking a long time. I'll wrap it up soon. But. The end of this fucking book is awesome because it is just a setup for the end of the book is the the leading the charge after Drifts is the first house of Men's Barons and and they've been the first house for ten thousand years because Drought lived for so long. It's a house Bain Marie. And they they've been the first house, like I said, forever. Well, what happens is at the end the whole city is plunged into fucking chaos because they lose the war. The matron of House Bain Reed dies. They get fucking invaded by another house looking to fucking overtake them while they're fighting this outside fucking war. And at the end, the whole fucking power structure collapses. And they all see this as this is horrible thing. And then one of the one of the high priestesses actually looks at somebody and says, "This is what the Spider Queen wanted the whole time." We've oh, been we she's we were in too of chaos. Well, yes, exactly. She said we were we had too much order. There was too much structure. She loves chaos and she feeds on chaos. She she, she set that whole fucking thing up for them to lose, so she could plunge Marins and Barons and back into fucking chaos. It's actually a brilliant fucking turn at the end of that book. That's insane. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean, and they and they would make a fantastic series. Let's see if you remember this. I'm sure you do. Being a child of the. Carry. It's not where I carry. Uh. Anyway, this song has been stuck in my head for a week. Are you sure? I hadn't even heard it. Uh, it's blonde chick. That's not Mariah Carey. I thought that was Mariah Carey. No, it's Jennifer Page, son. But it's been stuck in my head for a week for no reason. I never heard the song, but I, I'm walking around at work whistling it. It's a little crazy. Well, I, I have no idea why. Why I was whistling the song, singing the song to myself. I'm, here it is. I'm turning, turning a, a stand today. I've learned something. Yeah. I, thought, I always thought that was Rock Eric. She's hot as shit. Yeah, she is. Look at her. So hot, she, she looks like she's 
she looks like she shouldn't be able to sing that. Yeah, she's got a pretty good voice. Yeah, she looks like a uh, honorary mem- member of Wild Orchid. Yes. <laughs> Remember them? Yeah, Fergie was three a- fucking hot white bitches get sing their fucking asses off, and who bought it? Nobody. Nobody, Nobody fucking gave wanted a shit it because they were. So- everybody was jealous. Think about it. They were the white in vogue. Well, they were, and they were more talented than in vogue. They were better singers. I don't know about that. Yeah, they were. Dude, I don't know. About I'm pretty sure they were. They were good. In vogue was good. In vogue was very good. Punch up a song by them called uh, "Give It Up, Turn It Loose." That is one of my favorite fucking songs. Speaking of, oh, hey, we're doing this from the. We're doing like the other show uh, that we don't do anymore. In vogue, give it up, turn it loose. Yeah. And the video is really good too. It's like uh, a Saturday at a uh, at a uh, ethnic folks salon, <laughs> and it's really good. An ethnic folks salon. Of course, it starts off with all kinds of random noise. You hear the it's, I think, it's in the sixties, though. It's. I think it's. it's, it's um, when did the water 60s. hoses come out? I know. Right? God, <laughs> that's such a terrible time for black people. <laughs> And isn't that terrible The fact that 20 years before They had helped They had helped toss it, Topple the Nazis And all that shit And then they still Weren't given God, this A bunch of hot black chicks Oh they were so Fucking good looking Especially her Man I think she was The hottest She moved on To another group Did she? Yeah she had Another group for a while I think had a rapper In her or something I don't know how much studio tricks they had back then, but those are some pretty complicated harmonies they're doing. I would be willing to bet they're legit. Isn't that a good song? Yeah. That's one I'm going to go home and listen to on my uh, Skull Candy on, on the... I, I'll do that. You know I do that. Well, I pick a song and I keep listening to it forever until it sits out of my system. <laughs> See, now this is going to be stuck in my head. I don't think they've gotten to the chorus yet. Oh no! The the crush song. That's such a great chorus. It, it is. Stuck right that's in a there. great song. This is a, this is a very long delay before the chorus for some reason. I've noticed. I just noticed that they're they're about a minute and thirty in before Make they you wait, man. Yeah. But when they do, it's it's worth the payoff. God, they're so fucking hot, dude. <laughs> Man, the 90s were, uh, It was the best time for music Even the pop was better Yeah, the pop was better I mean, it was just so good Well, I mean, in the 60s, the pop was the Beatles That's true <laughs> and, okay. and the Rolling Stones Well, I'm not saying the best is in all time But they, all, they saying, also did I'm have saying the, the, one of the best times for me I mean, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, enjoy absolutely. It, I enjoy it so much But like, back then they had Until a certain point Oh, damn I know <laughs> But, uh there's always been like the bubblegum stuff, which essentially course, that's so what the Beatles were. What's a product? It's just product. Hell, the fifties with the fucking doo wops, doo wop group. I know, dude. You know what's strange though is that the punk, the punk, is very similar to that. You ever notice that? Oh yeah, like Buddy Holly. Well, I'm just saying. Well, well, I'm saying. Buddy Holly is essentially punk. Yeah, I know, just, just thinking about different stuff. The feeling of punk music, especially the Ramones and even the Misfits, to to a, a smaller extent, you know, it's just 
it's really like rockabilly type, you know, short songs. Let's have some fun, you know, nothing too serious going on, you know, and. It's ironic. That's one of my favorite things. Is as I've grown as a person, I've returned to more childlike ways. Like I don't need complexity anymore. I don't need heavy existential shit going on. Now, if I can get it, that's fine. Like Metallica, man, shit. The whole Master of Puppets album is just heavy existential shit. It really is. And so is Master of Puppets, for that matter. Fuck all their albums up until the Black album were like that. But. Then I just got to a point. I was like, you know, I'm sick of being angry and sad all the fucking time. And I don't. And then I, I mean, it's like just in recent years, I've discovered punk. And I'm like, it's loud, it's aggressive, it's everything I like, but it's also fun. And it's over in a minute and forty five. Exactly. Seconds. A good misfit song, hybrid moments. Holy fuck, it's a great song. It's it's here and gone. It's a minute. I think it's a minute and forty five. I watched. I went and saw a movie last week. I went and saw a quiet place. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, Jim Halpert made the made a made himself a hell of a movie. He's in that. He directed it. Oh, really? Wrote and directed. He, dude, he as as good as Chris Evans turned out to be for Captain America, John Krasinski would have been every bit as good in a different way. But yeah, that movie is. Do you know the the, the basics of that movie? No. Something's happened and there's monsters, and they can't see. Wait, yes, I have heard the the the, the I have heard the, the the setup behind it, and it sounded strange. Some sort of something happened and there's these big giant bug looking monsters that if you make a sound, they hunt you and they exterminate you with extreme prejudice. Shit. Yeah. So yeah, everybody has to be quiet. Yeah, the, I mean, in the trailer. You might have seen the trailer. I don't know. You're just there's everywhere you go. There's paths of sand. You walk around barefooted. You whisper at the most. At the most, you whisper. The whole movie is that. The whole movie is that, and just as quiet as possible. I think it would have been even more effective if they didn't have a score. Yeah, that would for me. It might have been more effective, but I mean, you 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 gotta have something i think right but i well i don't know if i agree with that i don't because know the, because the, don't. Sw- the swell of music is so and, and it, especially like let's 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 choose the master how do you like that song it's a great song great right? song yeah. yeah it's fucking awesome i love it um nolan when he his zimmer nolan oh god just he can manipulate it's a you. gut punch man some his music especially when he's his biggest thing is the tie-in everything's coming together and and it's building, and you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know what I mean? It's almost like an orgasm, but in a not sexual way. It's like everything's coming to fruition, and it's all coming together, and your eyes are starting to go like this. You know, It's like Interstellar at the end of Interstellar. They have that moment. And I'm a fucking mess at the end of that movie. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm bawling by the end of Interstellar. I want to watch it again. I've watched it probably four times. God, it's so It's one of those good. movies that, like, I'll turn on to watch, and I'll actually watch it, even though I've seen it a few times. Right. So, yeah, like that, and uh, um, the the Batman trilogy. Um, yeah, I'll actually watch them whenever I turn them on. So, for me, Inception is a big sleeper. Like I'll put it on and go to sleep, but it's not for lack of loving it. I just, dude, Inception is so fucking crazy good. I mean, a quiet place. It is okay. Sorry, yeah, go back. That's no, fine. It's every. It is literally. There's hardly any sound in it. You hear like. The rustling of their feet in the sand, like, yeah, 
and you hear like they talk like this. Like, okay, I need you to go here. How do you do that? <laughs> that is that is the dialogue. And I can see some really tense movie. moments where somebody's making yes. too much noise, and they're like, "Yes, <laughs> yeah." And it's only an hour and a half, but my god, what a ride they took you on for that hour and a half. Yeah, I gotta see that. It's really fucking good, and the monster is the monsters are fucking insane looking. And of course, everything's going to end up being based a little bit on Alien, mm-hmm. a little bit on some shit from Star Wars. Yeah, but why is that in there? What the Alien? Or uh, I mean, based on it as in it's not based. Well, I know it's not like the I look, know it's the not look of the monster. Okay, the look of the monster. so it looks like the Xenomorph kind a little of. bit. Yeah, it takes a little bit from here, takes a little bit from there. Well, that's so based. Its but- face opens up in like these weird compartments, and it's got like. Uh, Praying Mantis arms, kind of. Uh, and Praying Mantises will fuck you up. Oh, yeah. Well, they'll fuck up something that, that it can fuck up. They look at me and they're like, no, nah, I probably can, shouldn't try to fuck him up. They can eat him As much as I want to fuck him up, I'm not going to. But yeah, they chose him. I've seen videos of them killing mice and yeah. snakes and shit. But uh, the monster's scary as fuck. And uh, there's a deaf girl. One of his daughters in it is a deaf girl, and she, she, she never knows how much noise she's fucking making. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see that or oh, not. God damn it. It was so intense. Yeah. And luckily, I went and saw it when there there might have been 20 or 30 people in the theater on a su- Sunday afternoon. Really? It's pretty good. Just that's getting, when, the, that's when movie buzz. nerds go. That's when movie nerds yeah. go. Is Sunday afternoons, there's not going to be anybody there. And that's that's the kind of movie I would probably want to go then. But it's like when we go see Avengers Infinity War, I want to go packed house. I kind of do too, but I won't be able to, I don't think. I think we'll be on call. Shit. So we'll have to wait a week. That's fine. It'll still be packed house. It sucks. But um, it, I was, it was, when I, when I heard a noise, I was like, oh. if you heard something real loud, mm-hmm. you, you kind of jumped. And it wasn't like cheap bullshit jump scares. They were still jump scares. But they weren't like the bullshit ones that we see in your regular everyday horror movies. Right. This this is one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time. So it's a horror movie. It's a, it's a of course it is. It's monsters and yeah. John Krasinski with a beard. I don't think anybody wore makeup in this movie. Emily oh, Blunt's in it. His wife. That sounds so fucking good, dude. And she's pregnant and she's trying to give birth while this is happening. Oh my god! <laughs> no. Having to be silent during birth, and birth is going to be loud anyway. The yeah, the slurp and all that. You know what I mean? It's just going to be. It's not going to be the quiet. slurp when the baby's coming out. Oh, oh, that's that's true. I know, but what a way to put it. Mm. Mm. Never gonna look at pussy the same. <sighs> Sorry, but go see the movie. I'll go see it again. Um, I'm so behind. Like. We were supposed to. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't communicate my my. Uh, <laughs> I was just fucking with you. I know you were. And it was a lot of fun. I know you were. I was bored while I was taking God, a shake and ready so to work out. <laughs> at one point, I got so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wait a second, this is what he does, dickhead." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, honestly, go see that fucking. Especially when I said you wouldn't be able to do it, Sunday. No, I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do it Sunday, to be quite honest. Well, I know. But here the, we are. Shit. Here we are. Oh, Alabama. Once again. Talk about harmonies. Those guys were good. Yeah. Those sons of bitches could play. They still have that bar in Myrtle Beach, the Bowery. That's where they started, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they got hit. They hit. And, like, their shit started getting, playing, getting played on the radio. But they decided to keep uh, their regular schedule and their tour to finish it out. So, they... Play at the ballroom and t- at Tech. <laughs> really? In like 1978 or whatever the fuck it was. It might have been like 81 or 82. Tech used to get some, tech used to get some fucking axe, buddy. 
They got Aerosmith during seventies. Aerosmith was it before they got the hit big or no? It was like it's about Dream On time. God, people just must have kept their commitments back then. Well, but tech because they could have just tech was a college to the. They could have went up the road to the Civic Center and. Tech was a big college back then. It was a draw. Yeah, but like, they didn't have a, an arena for 13,000 people or anything. No, but. Did we even have that back then? Pretty sure the first concert at, at the uh, Civic Center was Queen. Queen? I'm pretty sure that's the first concert at the Civic Center. Shit, I didn't know Queen like came 81. here. 81. I had no idea Queen came here. Yeah. Dude. That uh, another favorite favorite thing is reminiscing and positing over which era you would go to if you had the opportunity to time travel. I go back and forth. I would think. Well, do you go back with the knowledge that you have now? Yes, of course. Well, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that fun. I'm, well, was it in the? Uh 112263 he goes back with the sports almanac. Yeah. And he's making bets. Yeah. I would they, actually, do that. They, they actually stole that from uh, Back to the Future. Of course. Why yeah. wouldn't you? It's a really good thing though. Of course you steal that. That's a that's genius. Oh yeah. But anyway, um I, I I say well, never the 60s. The 60s do not interest me. The early 60s maybe. Um uh, with when Kennedy was still alive and, and the United States really looked like it was on the upswing, you know. And was. The 50s, mm, they have a really gossamer fucking, like, temptation because it's what you see on TV shows, which is not real. No. The 50s were, they did have prosperity and shit like that, but there was some dark shit about the 50s. Um, The 40s, maybe the 40s, because knowing, going back there and knowing that we were going to win would have softened the blow some, but when you're dealing with the fact that you're dealing with the one of the worst, yeah, the worst conflagration in the history of man, when there are so many millions of people getting killed and and casualty rates are fucking staggering every fucking day. Genghis Khan laughs at you right now. The worst. Come on. I'm talking about in a global context, not as in. A rampaging horde coming out of the fucking step. I mean, I know that they kill a lot of people. I know they that. killed ev- everywhere that they could get to. They killed a lot of people. Of course, I understand, but I'm saying <clears throat> that you have this giant conflagration, and back then you didn't know if we were going to win. There was actually a point when we weren't going to win, especially around uh, the North Africa campaign. We got the f- shit kicked out of us at the beginning. Rommel said, he said, I intend to impose on the on the allies, and he means the Americans, too. And he was talking about the Americans, because this is when we first went into the war. He said, an inferiority complex of no mean order. That is the most awesome way to put, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you in my life. That's one thing about the Germans. They're very British at the same time being Germanic. You know what I mean? That very, you know, stiff upper lip. In a very more extreme than the British, actually, very cold fucking manner, you know, but also in a very educated way. And Rommel and like all German generals at that point, what people don't understand is people throw that thing out about Hitler all the time. He's a genius. No, he wasn't. He wasn't even really that intelligent. And he didn't surround himself with people where that were that, that intelligent. Goebbels was not intelligent. Goring was not that intelligent. Um, they were intelligent like Trump. They were street canny. They were. You know, they had a low cunning. 
But that's what that called for at that point to them to, for them to lead people. Like now, you had people who were downtrodden and people who needed something. That's that's what's so scary is that he is building a third Reich type cabinet. You've got Hannity as his minister of propaganda. I would like to say that to Hannity's face. I mean, that's a fantasy saying you are exactly like Joseph fucking Goebbels. You are preying on people's fears. You have no fucking substance. You know it. That's the worst part is that he's smart enough to fucking know that. And he's doing it anyway. That makes him an evil fucking motherfucker. Because he's smart enough to know history. He studied history. I know he has. And he's okay with that. That That's a special kind of fucking evil. Trump is too fucking stupid to know what went back on 20 years ago. He's never read a book in his fucking life. So he doesn't get... Come on. You don't think he read his own book? No, I don't. I don't don't think he read it at all. I read a great book. This book is fake. I love that Johnny Depp impression. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when he's saying, I wanted to join this club, but I was such a rooting stig. <laughs> anyway, it's fucked. But anyway, um, going back then and knowing that uh, would, would make that time a bit easier to go back to. And I wouldn't, would want to go back to it just to see what it felt like. Because that's another one of those historical estuaries. We had come out of World War One, and we had won the war. And, well, participated. We didn't really. I mean, we helped. We put the exclamation. We did. Like we did in World War Two. I think that you have two people on the sides of that on, 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 who are both incorrect on, on that issue. We didn't do anything in World War Two. That's not fucking true at all. Or we won the war. That's not true either. But we did facilitate the victory in that. People, especially the Russians, don't like hearing that we want they hate hearing that because we weren't the ones fighting the germans with sticks and rocks in the fucking streets of stalingrad you know what i mean they they held on and they were fighting in the streets of moscow street to street with fucking knives slitting nazis throats when they were fucking sleeping you know what i mean that's fucking warfare that's that, why the russians are such good fighters now oh they that fucking bare knuckle down to your last fucking bullet Willing to do or die Throw the gun at you Here we fucking come You know what I mean And that's the thing That would Think about that too As much as I hate the Nazis And all that stuff Think about how terrifying That would be To be in the fucking streets Of Moscow and Stalingrad And know they're coming for you And knowing that you have Superior firepower But there's nothing You can do about it Because you're You're far from home You're freezing your fucking ass off Because he didn't even Give them winter clothing Because he thought He was gonna win That's how dumb Hitler was And uh, <laughs> completely unprepared for how ferocious the fucking the, the Russians were. The Russians are undisciplined and and all that stuff. That's true, but they're like the fucking proverbial mouse in the fucking in the alley. Gonna fight you like fucking hell when you get them back there. And once they did, oh, they were brutal. I mean, just like I said, literally one of the most deadly snipers in Stalgrat was a woman, and she killed like fifty men, like just. Picking them off when they were having coffee. Boom. And they just didn't know. How terrifying would that be? You know? Um, but anyway, okay. That I digress. Or the 80s. Like, especially the early <laughs> 80s. <laughs> That's a hell of a thing to go from that subject to that. Well, there's a there's a um, episode of Black Mirror from last season called San Junipero. Mm-hmm. Where, like, whenever you're near death, they'll hook you up to this thing. And you can choose to be in this other world. And just live there as your perfect self, and you can go back and forth to whatever time you want. That's in, heaven. In this weird world. 
Yeah. And people go back to the 50s, and today we'll go to the 80s. And these pe- this people in this story spent most of their time in the 80s, because mm-hmm. that's when they were... That's when they remembered all the music from. All right, right. It sounds really great. It is a. It's probably the best episode because it's happy. Oh, it's a happy episode. It's a happy episode. I think I'm gonna have to check that one out. You know, that's one of the reasons I haven't watched the show is because it can be a downer. Yes, exactly. And like I'm saying, ironically, mirror. I'm a mirror for whatever I see. Like if I see something that's gonna bum me out, it's really gonna bum me out. Like I'm talking about for a week. Look up that episode. It's uh, it's. I'll go home and watch it this evening when I'm eating. It's uh. There's a couple. There's one of them that doesn't seem like it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a happy episode, but it turns out to be. It's about a dating app. It's from the newest season. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, the San Junipero one, like they, uh, they nailed the '80s look and everything. I, I love that. I, I, but that's why I love everybody wants some. Yeah, it's 1980, and I Everybody's like wearing it, short shorts. Well, yeah, not only that, but I like the fact that even. They, they even cast for the fact that, okay, these guys were athletes in the 80s, and nobody was lifting weights in the 80s. Yeah, they were baseball players. Yeah, so exactly. They, I mean, you you play the sport to be good at the sport. You don't lift what You don't do things peripheral to be, you know. This is still in the point where baseball players are still smoking. You know what I mean? It's like, and drinking and being baseball players, you know. They're not that, all. I mean, that went, that probably still goes on. They probably go back into the clubhouse. That's true. <laughs> but I'm saying now you got guys who are fucking jacked because everybody is working out and everybody, you know what I mean? That's the thing now. If people come, if, if people from back then would come to now, they'd be like, man, everybody's so fucking huge. Like I hit 50 home runs. Yeah. He does, and he does it consistently. Or going in the gym. That guy just bench pressed 225 10 times. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's. Why would you do that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, people are like, everybody's so fucking strong. You know, that that's a thing for this time is that we may be less athletic, but we're actually much more powerful and strong. So, as a people? Yes. As a group. Mm-hmm. Nutrition and all these things have caught up to the fact that, you know, me and you could go back in the fifties and play football and fucking murder somebody. Like you could be the quarterback. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even throw that. I know. <laughs> you just hand the ball off. Make that eleven hundred dollars a year <laughs> and invest it. Go hang out and have <laughs> beers with Bronco Nagurski. Yeah, I don't know if I could keep up with him. Oh God! Speaking of beers, I watched the Andre the Giant documentary. Oh, it's great, isn't it? It was pretty good, but it's I feel bad for him. Yeah, that guy had a rough life. Yeah, he did. No, and he was one of the most famous people in the world. And he was an awesome guy. And yeah, everybody said he was great, but just to never, ever, 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 ever in your life be able to be comfortable at all. I know. <laughs> and not not just because of all the chronic pain, but because you're so huge. And everybody's like, how does the Big Show deal with that? Or Shaquille O'Neal? But the Big Show's not nearly as big as Andre. The Big Show's bigger than Andre. Is he? I didn't know that. Andre was. They keep saying seven four. Andre was six eleven. Big Show seven two. Jesus but Big Christ. Show doesn't have gigantism. He's Big Show's just a giant guy. Yeah, God. the gigantism thing is what got is what really fucked Andre because he never stopped growing. Right. It's like everything. Like he didn't really get taller, but like he get wider and mm. like everything. And it just it's his face too. He had agromegaly, which is and he uh, by the end of the. Of his career, he couldn't do anything. Like he would just stand. I could barely wrestle. He would just hold onto the ropes. Yeah, he wasn't taking a bump. Yeah. It wasn't like he was a super athletic guy in the beginning. Either. No, they actually said that at the beginning he would do things that would really impress you. Be like, I it didn't would know be pretty impressive. I didn't know he could do that. You know, but like, there's a scene where um, 
uh, Robin Wright talks about where where he catches her in in the Princess Bride, and he couldn't like they had to put her on cables. Yeah, so he would there would be no weight on him because he just couldn't. And she was one hundred and ten pounds, and mm-hmm. she's soaking wet, and she's still so fucking. Hot. Oh, they interviewed her for that. Yeah. I bet she had a bunch of nice things to say about it. She's still so fucking hot. Oh, yeah. My God. And Rob Reiner is still so hot. <laughs> Interviewed him. And Mandy Patinkin. Mandy mm. Patinkin. My God, what a... And that guy who said inconceivable. Mandy Patinkin is kind of sexy now. He's got a big beard. He's... I, I love everything that Mandy Patinkin does. Like, you ever seen Homeland? I have not. It's pretty good. But even the goofy shit, like we were watching Alien Nation... It's a good fucking movie. I don't care what anybody says. I do need to finish that at some point in my life. Oh, you didn't finish it? No. What did you think about it? I liked the first 20 minutes that I saw. It's good. Pretty cool. It actually kind of reminds me of uh, Bright. No, Bright ripped that off big time. They ripped off. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Bright, like the orcs and all that stuff. That's actually a really good idea. I didn't think the movie was that bad. I thought the movie was pretty good. Not fucking great or anything. Not like putting it up there with uh, fucking Inception or... Citizen Kang, or whatever. Hey, did you watch Citizen Kang? No. Dude, do yourself a favor and watch it. I don't think you're going to like it anymore once you find out that it's Donald Trump's favorite movie. Bullshit. It's Donald Trump's favorite movie. He's In that documentary, he talks about it a lot. <laughs> God damn it. Why the fuck did you tell me that? <laughs> well, I got to change my favorite movie now. He talks about it in glowing terms. That <laughs> but he probably doesn't get it. He probably doesn't get it. That's a cautionary tale. It sounds to me like he gets it. That it's a cautionary tale and you shouldn't be an asshole. Yeah, but he doesn't care. (laughs) Then obviously he doesn't get it. But, uh, yeah, Andre, the poor son of a bitch. What about when he flipped that guy's car over? I don't think that's real. They didn't talk about that. It was in another documentary. Might have been in the WWE documentary. No. No, it was in, it was in, it was in, uh, it was in one uh, written by Steve Allen, where he's where he's the narrator. I don't know if I've seen that one, but this one I forget who did it. But it's it's good. It's not amazing. Like there've been better documentaries. Mm. Um, hell, the WWF produced one might be better, mm. but I haven't seen it either, so I don't know. Nah, but they sh- do a good they do a good job on their shit, but most of the time it's okay. They try to keep it in kayfabe. I know they're doing this one thing on their. Uh, 24 like they follow somebody around for 24 hours before i'm sure they're doing one on ronda i think that would be cool those are pretty cool yeah and then they did one 365 where they followed a guy around for a whole year in his career and the ups and downs of that poor son of a bitch like he does his wrestlemania match and he comes to the gorilla position and he goes to vince and vince is not even doesn't even look at him and he goes we good vince goes no and he just his heart sinks and he walks away i'm like oh god damn it oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be the mo- that'd be horrid. I know <laughs> why he didn't do it right or uh, whatever it was. The match didn't go the way that they wanted to or whatever it is. I don't know. Like they they don't have any control over God, over just, how they I, do their that, that makes me that makes my gut clench even thinking about seeing that scene. <laughs> seeing it, <laughs> it's no. your first singles match at Manian. <laughs> Afterwards, you go and Vince is just. Mm, no, nah. he, he might have just been extremely busy. It is the biggest show of the year for this motherfucker, and he's 125 years old. Yeah, probably hard for him to concentrate on a bunch of things at once. Maybe should have waited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that probably would have been a good idea. Trying to Maybe get, I should bother him right trying now. Trying to get the Undertaker's entrance down. This motherfucker's asking me if I liked his match. Didn't yeah. even watch it. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, poor Andre. He fucking 
like the, like the, when he would uh, take flights, if he had to go to the bathroom, they'd have to hang curtains around, and he'd use the bathroom. Then they'd dump it into the. the oh my uh, god! Because he's so big, he couldn't fit anywhere. Right? Wasn't that just that he was tall? Like he was big around, and it wasn't like he was like a fat ass. Or no, anything. he wasn't. Just, he just kept growing. Like you remember how his ribs would protrude out? Yeah, all weird. Poor bastard. It was sort of heartbreaking. I just remember. I, I, I love him in The Princess Bride, though. That's one of the best He's things. hilarious. Oh, God. Anybody Physic. want a peanut? Physic. <laughs> Physic. Are there rocks ahead? If there are, we'll all be dead. <laughs> if there are, we'll all be dead. When he was young, before, like, they said he started really growing when he was 15. Mm-hmm. But, like, when he first started wrestling in the late, in the 60s or whatever, like, he was just just a tall, sort of good-looking guy, and then yeah. everything just kept growing and yeah, kept really. looking weird. Yeah. Uh, he was like a true giant. He didn't like uh, Big John Stud. He didn't like him? Didn't like that he stepped over the ropes. That was Andre's fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I found that so fucking funny. Just imagine Andre sitting back there. That's my gimmick, motherfucker. Yeah, I can't he's just, Andre. I mean, just sitting back there glaring at him. <laughs> big John Stud was a big fucking dude. Man. I know. God, how how else is he supposed to get in the ring? Stepping over the ropes, he was bigger than Andre, wasn't he? Uh, probably height wise. Yeah, say. it's very possible. <laughs> I was thinking, we have we talked about this one time though, and this is hilarious. Uh, I saw Jim Duggan was a heel who got everybody on his side by saying USA all the time. He did He did a bunch of heel shit. Every, well, Hulk Hogan did heel shit. Yeah, I know. Hulk Hogan stayed doing heel shit all yeah. the time. And finally, finally, it fit with his character when he stabbed America in the back and went over to the NWO. God, that was the best turn, though. Oh, the best. I mean, the beer fucking, <laughs> the big... Uh, these are rational fucking, most of them, human beings. You know, it's... This isn't real. Why are you? Th- by, by the end, though, people were just like, "Hey, it's a thing to do." Let's, yeah, let's throw know, stuff. Let's chuck. Let's chuck shit out. And it really played into the story too. Yeah, but he was doing heel shit. He'd rip off his shirt, and then he'd start choking his opponent with it, and then the crowd would be like, "Yeah." But yeah. if somebody else does that, yeah, I know. If the he, million, did he rake? God eyes? forbid the million dollar man do that. He rake. Did he rake eyes? He would shit. rake eyes. Yeah, he'd do all the. That's shit. a heel move in a fair. Do all the sh- except for did he rake back too? Did he yes. rake the back? Yeah, he would do all that. <laughs> These are all heel That's moves. Flair shit Yeah Flair is best And people would boo Flair for it Uh But it was fun booing Flair It was the best booing Yeah Just Shut up fat boy <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit But yeah man Fucking Andre Or Not Andre Hogan stayed doing heel shit all the time. Yeah. He would interfere with people's fucking matches. Yeah. He would just all the time just do all this fucked up shit. And everybody was like, well, he's a good horrible, guy, though. Horrible wrestler. He's doing, a, he's, doing a, he's, he's telling kids to take vitamins. Passable wrestler. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. Oh, you hear all the old guys talk about how bad of a wrestler he was. I mean, I trust them. Well, I trust them, too. He was he was bad for the South. But for what they were trying to do in um, WWF. <laughs> He was perfect. Well, of course. Pantomiming, like, if you were watching a Hulk Hogan match and you were in the last row, you knew, and they didn't have the big screens back then. Right. You knew exactly what was going on. That big yellow motherfucker's making sure you see what he's doing. (laughs) So, so in that respect, he was good. Yeah. But, I mean, 
He wasn't going to put on any five star classics with Tully Blanchard. No, there's no barn burners <laughs> with uh, fucking uh, Dean had, Malenko. No, yeah, <laughs> him and him and, uh, him and Eddie, Eddie Guerrero. As gonna, much as I respect the craft of that, I cannot watch those matches. They are so fucking just uh, like the half, like the, the luchadors and all that shit. I like, liked them. Uh, They're kind of fun. I liked them because they would always open up nitros with all just a luchador battle royal. Have no idea what's going on, but let's just throw a bunch of motherfuckers around. Look at I'm going to take this look motherfucker. Look at all these masks. And throw that, that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like a spear. And then LaParka comes in, the chairman of the board. I love that starts fucking shit, though. I know. LaParka was awesome. <laughs> Still that thing with DDP is LaParka was fucking Nobody brilliant. Nobody knew it wasn't It was LaParka. brilliant, dude. It was fucking brilliant. <laughs> he even got the move down. Like, it was like. He even did the and they took the mask. I was like, oh, my God. It's Tommy Dallas Page. The LaParka strut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the chairman of the fucking WCW. Because he didn't do any of the any of the high-flying moves. He just had a chair. I know. And for some reason, it was legal for LaParka to use a chair What's in LaParka? regular matches. Yeah, you guys are It's rules. like Chappelle smoking a joint. <laughs> LaParka got to do- <laughs> use a chair. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I'm going to race him. It's like. What I wanted to say is, Chip, don't do it. But I, I was high. <laughs> so, so I just uh, went, sometimes you got to race the guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> God, man. I, I love his new specials, especially Equanimity. God, that shit's... That's no, the no. The, the Birdman. Bird, the Bird something. Or the other. Birdman Chronicles or yeah. something. That one, the more subdued one, is brilliant. Is well, that one's just a TED Talk. With a little bit of jokes though. It is, but it's so fucking great Because you see how good of a fucking me he is But killing him softly And uh, for what it's worth My mom watches those and cracks up You know, and that's not geared towards her You know, For what it's worth, that's the one where he has the mustache Right after Chappelle's show Yes And he does the uh, The purple stuff joke and Yeah, yeah Yeah, that was really good oh, She laughs hardest when he does his white guy voice <laughs> Bob, Bob <laughs> You know what? I showed my mom uh, the beginning of Full Metal Jacket yesterday. She'd never seen it. She doesn't watch movies. She's an old lady. She was busy when this movie came out. Yeah. She thought it was hilarious. Well, I mean, it is. <laughs> it is. Arlie Ermey losing his shit and talking shit to everybody. Arlie Ermey not having a script. And yeah, that's just, but, that's a, but that's the thing, too. Wasn't even an actor. At the no, time. he wasn't. <laughs> Well, it's around the same time as Mississippi Burning. I don't know if he which one he one of those he did first. He probably well, did Full Metal Jacket. I first. don't know, but the, he wasn't. He hadn't been in the game very long. Did you watch that yet? No, I completely. Forgot. Well, I, yeah. Um, but she <laughs> thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it is funny. I was like, in about halfway through, it switches over to one of the better war movies. Of, of and the end is time, the so. most. There's two groups of people: the people who look at that at the end, where they're singing the Mickey Mouse theme and laugh. Or like me, that are truly disturbed. It, it is just Kubrick at his most disturbing. I mean, it's just wa- walking through a fucking apocalyptic landscape of broken earth and smoke and buildings and dead bodies and shit, and singing the fucking Mickey Mouse thing. <laughs> that is Kubrick to a fucking T, right there. Yeah, it's a fucking great movie. But she thought it was very funny. Harley Army. Is so funny. If if God wanted you up on that obstacle, he'd have yeah, miracle. I a miracle, miracle with your fucking ass up there. <laughs> Don't get to the top of the obstacle pile. <laughs> Don't fall down and break your neck. That would break my fucking heart. Or this one, man, one of the funniest ones. Do you feel dizzy? Do you feel faint? Jesus H. Christ, I think you've got a heart on. <laughs> 
I like you. You can come over to my house and fuck, fuck my sister. sister. I wonder if we actually hit uh, Matthew Modine. I'm sure he slept. He 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 hit D'Onofrio, like especially when he's telling him to pick up his hat. He probably wanted to hit him anyway. D'Onofrio, yo, he's that guy. He's like really hit me. I want to get into the scene. D'Onofrio is a method actor. You know, you really know he's that guy because he's great. He's so great in so much. Daredevil. Oh yeah, great Daredevil. Yeah, but he's very it's very uncomfortable watching him because he's such an uncomfortable human being. I can't watch him as a good guy in a movie. Which you I don't think he's see. ever been in. He though. was in one of those Law and Order shows where he was a good guy. But oh, that's criminal intent. He's still creepy. Yeah, he was. He my best, my favorite thing about that is they'd have one of my favorite, most underrated actors on here, Olivia Dabo. The Abo, right? the Abo, or whatever. Abo, Diabo. She was fucking hot too. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> I'm gonna look her up real quick because I forget what Olivia Diabo. She's naked. Like. I wonder if she's in the Nike somewhere. Olivia. She was in uh, the Wonder Years. Played uh, Kevin Arnold's hippie sister. She did, didn't she? You know that that that, that point in time, like like it is now, tore a lot of families apart. She's fucking hot as shit, son. She's holding up. She was the hippie sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She looks like Leslie Mann. Yeah. If you remember what she looks like. Isn't she the singer for... She was the singer for Till Tuesday? No, that's Amy. Amy Mann. Mann. That's right. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Anything else you want to run your mouth about? I think we've done enough damage for today. I think we probably have. All right. Well, thanks for listening, you bunch of queers. We... Tried to do a good show, but sometimes we just don't fucking feel like it. I mean, Jesus Christ. But anyway. My TED talk about uh, Dark Elves was just a bit much. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed the ever-loving shit out of it. I tell you, I tell you what. what. I tell you what. You know they might be bringing that back? King of the Hill? Yeah. I've eh. heard. I've heard. I don't know if I agree with that. Why? Because I love it, and I want it to be what it was. I don't want any more new episodes in the current climate. Because what if they do a spinoff? Fit. If they do a spinoff, that might be different, as long as it was good. By the way, what's with the hair? Fucking God, Is that dude. part of the new image? He's such a fucking shit actor, dude. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen this video a hundred times. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, you queers. Tell your friends to listen so we can make this our job. Go forth and fuck thine selves. Bye. There must be something he's thinking of.